Alex Abrantes, uh, Group Creative Director at FCB New York. Welcome to Behind the Billboard. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, thanks for coming. Excited now, to be here. I can see a half of a face of a body I recognize. It looks like Dan Dawson is there with you in New York. Is this correct? This is correct. Hello, Ooh. Hugh. Hey, Dan. How are How you? Are you? <laughs> All right, buddy. So, Did you miss the flight? Uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, me and John missed the flight. We missed the hotel. We missed fucking the bar and everything. Wait, so, so cancel cancel the presidential suite? Is yeah, I mean, that's yeah. fine. We filled it up. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We filled yeah. the spot. So you two are going to be fine. So um, for our listeners, just to know, this is a first for the pod. Obviously, we're going to talk about all your firsts in a minute, Alex. Um, but this is a first for me and Dan because we've never been this far apart whilst recording. So I reckon never. conservatively, what, 3,000 miles apart? 3,000 miles Mate. But it feels like you're right here, which is yeah. nice. And honestly, you'll be back soon, won't you? I think the, the distance does us good every now and again here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, um, but, welcome but, to the show. That's the fun thing about that happened, that happened like during COVID times. Like, this doesn't feel as weird yeah. as it should. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, um, I, I hate I hate to be, you know, completely remote. Um, but what it proved that we, we can do it, right? Which yeah. Just... It's, cool. it's, it's, it's definitely funny. changed our work travel that's for sure like it's funny because i was thinking about mm. this earlier and and this sort of little you know distance we did it all the time and we did all our podcasts like this but it wasn't quite as good as having someone in the room but this is good like you say alex because there's half of the billboard crew in new york well a third and then there's me and john and the main powerhouse here is in london so uh <laughs> anyway <laughs> um I just want to say, Alex, it's quite appropriate we're doing this first thing because I, your career, you know, I, I spent sort of last 48 hours going through your work um, and you've done a huge amount of what we would call firsts, you know, subverting categories, bespoking tech and winning awards on the way. So uh, it's very nice to be with you on another first um, uh, across the across the pond with you and Dan. So uh, the first I'm, thing is... I'm honoured. I'm honoured. This is fun. Yeah. Well... We're, we're honoured as well. I think um, it's, it's, it's going to be great. So we just want to ask, for, we always ask our guests, first of all, what are you up to at the moment? Tell us the projects you're doing at FCB. Anything exciting? Uh, yeah, well, we actually just wrapped uh, a big Michelob Ultra campaign. Uh, so, like, Michelob Ultra's been coming, like, year after year with, with right. um, you know, these campaigns that, that push... Um, that those boundaries between you know entertainment and and and, and technology, uh, Michelob Ultra is always their their tagline. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So we've always been pushing that. It started you know these these big efforts like before me. I wasn't part of of Courtside, um, like when the world you know turned upside down. We're talking about COVID and mm -hmm. and, and, and people couldn't see. Couldn't attend, couldn't attend the NBA games, and then the NBA did the bubble, and then Michael yeah. Ultra came with with the court side to finally to, to find a way to bring fans to the game. So it started there. Then the year the year after, we did uh, McEnroe versus McEnroe. Um, you know, to highlight talk about in a bit. We will, yeah. Which is, you know, like to show that that the enemy is that winning at all cost mentality, right? That like John himself would say that, you know, I was winning everything. Why, why don't I feel amazing? Um, so, so to show that that balance, that the joy is important for that. Um, and then this third iteration that's we we just finished, um, and we're actually like working on 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 case studies, and and you know pushing the the last bit of the 
of the work, which is going to be a documentary that is coming out, uh, what we call uh, Dreamcaster. Dreamcaster, uh, it's a new iteration of what it's only worth if you enjoy it means that that we're, we're adding accessibility right. to, to, to the platform. So what we did is uh, the, the NBA is, is one of the major passion points for the brand. Uh, Nicola Bolter is, is the, the official, one of the official sponsors of the NBA. Um, so we want, and what we found out is that um, even though there's almost like 2 billion people that follow the NBA, basketball is a specifically, it's especially hard game to follow if you're blind or visually impaired. And that's due to the nature of the game. The game never stops. It moves so quick. It moves so quickly. Like and like even even sports like soccer and 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 that that are the move constantly, but it's wider. It's a little slower. Basketball is very fast. It's very dynamic. There's no like plays happening. Unlike like football, like American football, that from time to time it stops and resets. Um, and you and, and blind and visually impaired people can actually you know okay this is going to happen. there's some yeah, set I, of plays. I saw something in a soccer match in the in the kind of the, the disabled area where a, a father was taking his son through, he had a, a, a board that was the same kind of shape as the pitch and he was kind of, it had obviously had braille on it. Right. And he's moving his hand around the pitch as the ball moved. But, but, but that's the giving thing. him commentary. It's, it's hard to... But that's the thing. Like with soccer... Uh, it's slower, right? You could so you do can, that. Yeah. You're like, oh, here's where the... How do you do basketball that with basketball? There's possible, 45 yeah. things happening at the same time. Yeah. Um, so what we wanted to do is is... Um, to develop uh, technology that, that that would be so impactful that could n- not only help blind and visually impaired people to uh, experience a game of basketball without the help, w- without needing somebody like calling the play by play and being actually able to understand what's happening in the game. Because like when, when you call the play by play, you understand oh, there was a shot, there was something, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't, you know, there's way more that happens. Um, and we did that in partnership with, with the sports journalist. Uh, his name is Cameron Black. Um, he's such an amazing guy. He's, he's from uh, Kansas City. And and so we, we, we brought him in and the technology worked so well that he was not only able to enjoy the game, uh, and experience the game, but he was able to call the game. So, so, so he called the the first home game for the Knicks during the playoffs. Um, um, so they called the whole thing uh, live. On, we live streamed like the whole two and a half hour game, three three hour game. Uh, partnership with MSG TV. So he was uh, he he was brought into the broadcast and he provided commentary, like things that. You're so used to hear and see from from like regular broadcasters, but like this guy is doing that without seeing the game and without like he was in his room. He was just like calling the games, like getting information. It was like a combination of spatial audio, mm. haptics. Um, he, he he was able to like control the, the where the sounds were coming from. He he would like it felt like he was like placed in the center of the court, and then depending on how he moved, he he would like move around. There was like a whole new language of sounds and haptics that he had to learn and and and, and understand that. Plus, like we had he, he 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 can read braille, but the braille would just give to him kind of like to to broadcasters. It gives him like a subtitle. So. No, 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 not even that. It gave him um uh, like stats. Okay. So kind of like broadcasters have that little yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that they said oh like this, this guy has, game. has been shooting forty five forty nine percent free throws et cetera et cetera. So he had that. That that's what was in, in his hands. Wow. And everything else was like sensorial. Um. So this so is exactly this... What, what what we just finished. 
when when you have a client that believes in in the power of ideas and 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 the impact that this brings to, to their business like selling the idea is not the hardest part we always get to that point is like okay now how the hell do we do this <laughs> we're, I, we're definitely going to get onto that when it comes to the budweiser work later. Oh, that, so. that was exactly one of those it was <laughs> like was hey, hey yeah. Dan, we, have a, we have a great idea let's <laughs> let's turn a billboard into a stage how about that yes i'd be that e- fascinated that easy i'd be fascinated to hear about that from both of you two because um I wasn't involved. I found the only person on this team who's not been involved. I was actually down there. I think I met you very briefly. We had our picture taken behind that billboard, Hugh, for that very reason. It was. Right. Talking (laughs) of billboards, um, we... So yeah, I let's think, move. Let's move on to the first segment, which is the billboard at the end of my street. And you did this full disclaimer. You did told us you forgot to take a photo of it. I, I, f- I forgot. I'm I'm so sorry. I will I will send a picture. I promise. Um, so um, what have you got at the end of your street, Alex? So don't be um shy of telling us it's an absolute pile of shite because that that's sort of the point of it <laughs> is to 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 talk about what is really out there in the real world. So you just before we came on air, you talked about is it a farmer? What was it? I, have, I don't. I don't know why, but like, like really, like where I live. I live, I live in Queens, in in, in a store right. here in New York, and and I don't know if it's because I'm close to a hospital or, or what is it that there's a hospital there that I got shit ton of of like pharma ads for all sorts of like I don't I don't know how how like pharma maybe it's a really unhealthy area. It that might be. Maybe it's time to move. It might be exactly. <laughs> uh, but what I think it's like it's so funny that. Then, then you can put you have like those pharma ads, and then and then and, and listen, don't get me wrong. Like pharma can be really, really, really impactful and do really amazing stuff. I just think that what is around me, it's it's not it's that. not great. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. that. It's it's just like somebody really happy and and and. But it's and I mean it's big it. business here in the U.S. It's very 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 different industry, heavily heavily regulated in the in the U.K. And you can't really advertise anything other than over the counter medicines. Right. So, um, here is here is very very different. No, it's different. You you, you can that, then, but you have to disclaim it, right? Yeah. That's why that's why like TV. That's why that, that was one of the things that when when I moved um, to the US, uh, it's been almost ten years now. Um, that was so weird to me. It was like, what what's that? You know why why? Wait, do you're talking about? You know, I, I don't even know what the things that they talk about. I was like, what what is that? I didn't even didn't even know that I, that that existed. And, and, and they'd always say, talk to your doctor about this. I was yeah. Like, you get to decide what, what, what drugs you're going to call. Like, yeah. Hi, doctor. Um, I just did a um, a stint. I was I've been at VML YNR actually to p- pitching for John Lewis, um, which has been quite a, um, an incredible sort of few weeks. But part of the process, I was actually put onto Bayer, um, and I worked on uh, Caniston and uh, Claritin. So various, you know, heavy duty pharma th- stuff. Right. But it was really good. I mean, you know, John Lewis is really obviously fascinating, brilliant product to work on, same as Waitrose. But like, and you go, oh, all right, Farmer, what's that like? You know, and on the surface, it doesn't. But then once you dig into it, and we were working with a European team to, um, you know, create fame, create products, you know, do activations. So it's actually, by the end of it, I actually really liked it. And it's a real, oh. it's a massive thing, Farmer, isn't it now? It's growth for No, but, but yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think, I think that... We can all agree that we're past that phase. That oh, pharma, it's it's not fun. I'm I'm just like specifically talking about the the horribly yeah the horrible so piece yeah. of ad in tell, the, it, the tell us street. Tell but, us what you saw. You can you can you can like it's very impactful. You you can actually make 
a change. And that's what I think it's pretty cool about what, what we do advertising in general, but like uh, non-traditional types of advertising that, that can, can generate like an impact that you are just not expecting, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you can, you know, sometimes like change culture or, 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 or make a, a serious impact to one or, or a million people, you know, you, and, and, um, and pharma ads do that. Do you ever do that thing, Alex? Um, cause you know, just thinking about the, the work that's out there, you know, um, as opposed to the work we see at the shows or we see stuff that's fed to these wonderful Instagram feeds where it's all been, you know, beautifully put together. Cause I quite often look at stuff and it's just horrible because you can't let it go. Like a, a bus side will go past and I'll say to my wife, that is a shit. Uh, headline or why did they use six words? It could have been three. It's just like a disease. Do you get that walking around Manhattan? You see stuff and you go, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, everywhere, I guess, right? I, I think that that we we have we have at FCB the 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 four five six scale. Um, that What's that? Four, Tell me that. So, so the four five six scale is four is is. Um, for, for is uh, provocative work, work that that makes you rem, you know remember it and 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 it really it really moves the needle. Five, it's not necessarily four. Five is better than four, and six is better than five. A uh, five is work that needs um, engagement. So, for example, um, Whopper Detour is a classic five that people needed to go to McDonald's mm-hmm. to be able to get um, the, the, the Whopper. Um, and six is what we call the never finished, um, work that it's that work that builds brands that build brands for, for the Your measurement time. metrics go on for exactly. years and years and years. Um, but, but the, the, the scale goes from one to, 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 to six. One is, is, um, uh, uh, damaging work and then two and three is like where where i say that most of the work out there lives two two is like you know the work that it's invisible that you mad just goes and three it's no it's like it's it's decent it's okay um and that's where most of the work is so so it's interesting to me that that I've been, I've been at FCB for for three years and and changed now and 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 sometimes I, I look at the world I look at the world with with a four five six scale in my head it's like oh, that's a yeah. two yeah <laughs> I remember that was, there's um there we there's a um I'm sure you have your sort of rag over there you know for the advertising industry in England it's Campaign Magazine it's been going ever since I've been in the industry and same for Dan I imagine um and uh, people have this they thing called Private View where they review the work of the week. And they kind of do it through their critical eye. And some people do like a jokey thing and get their secretary or their assistant to do it or they get their child to do it, you know, just to kind of freshen up the format. And I remember this guy, Tim Mellers, a very um, old school, funny guy. And he had the Mellersometer, he used to call it. (laughs) And he'd have this thing like, you know, a five was like, I don't know, champagne and caviar. And it it was really good. And then at one, it was a smell of gorgonzola proportions. And it was that, you know, I think gorgonzola gone off, you know, that the absolute stench. And whenever I used to look at it. Gorgonzola in the summer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On a subway train. (laughs) And the thing is, it never left me because it it wasn't just going, hey, that's a turkey or that shit. He used creativity to you know, talk about how it wasn't. So whenever I look at stuff, I go, yes, Gorgonzola, that's bad. <laughs> but but, it, but it's funny. But but yeah, but like, but just go, go, going back to what I was saying about, you know, how much of the work out there is, is you know, f- forgettable in, 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 in certain ways. It's, it's interesting. And, and that's why I, I really like, you know, what you guys do and, 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 and like 
non not necessarily traditional advertising. Yeah. You still use out of home advertising, but like in a very creative way and in, in, in a very impactful And way. it could be a one off, could be a stunt, could be something immersive that happens exactly. on a single site. Exactly. Yeah. I remember like when, when when I was starting in advertising that that uh, I had I remember like this class uh, that had that 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 was like oh you can only use nine, nine words was that oh yeah yeah the rules the, the rules like, the of rules. advertising I was like, is that it that's the most boring thing in the world you know and, and but I think we're getting to this age of of outdoor advertising you know, the stuff that we've done together um, but also the stuff that you're seeing out there that's winning awards and, and is doing well at the award shows is where they're using out of home as part of an omnichannel presence and it may be an out of home first piece like. A Budweiser thing, um, but it may be something where out of home features as part of something that can live on socially, or that can be right. an immersive stunt or something. You know, there's a, there's there's lots more to it than just printing nine words on a poster and sticking it out there for people to read. Like, I, could, I couldn't agree more. And and I think that the secret is is to be relevant in 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 each of those media. People talk more and more about you know let's have three sixty campaigns, but but I think that intention is is the most important thing it's like not just like having for the sake of having a threesome but does it make sense yeah you know yeah. um and which you know talking about billboard for, for, for a second it's like um what we did was was a, a quick answer in a way to to what the brit awards um had done not nominating any any women to to their uh, best artist category um and why I talk about intentions, like, well, we, we could have just created like an event at the park yeah. and, and, and say this stage is going to be for, for women, you know? Um, um, but the use of the media and, and finding the right place, Ben, that's what makes it, you know, relevant. For, yeah. For Agreed. Yeah. It made it um, much so, so, um, sticking with billboards and looking back in time, let's go back in time to your first ever billboard, assuming it was oh, God. somewhere in brazil it was it was um do you remember what it was it my first ever billboard i i'm not gonna remember like my first ever billboard but i remember one that was (laughs) that was a fun thing that i did that was remember when like people when like postcards became kind of like this this little media thing that that people started like they turned into many things and and i remember um i was like fresh out of out of school and and like one of my internships and that kind of stuff and 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 i had like chevy as a club like third tier chevy like the local <laughs> dealers and that kind of stuff and and it was and it was like the the although the the postcards were up on the wall and it was to sell like this this kind of like pickup truck that was called chevy Mon- montana or something anyway um and we did all of the postcards were were um rocks like mountain 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 at the top of the the thing right. was a little lovely postcard that was uh, the thing you got a little thing nice yes yeah. so you're gonna cute. you're gonna so i imagine you haven't got a fur so you're gonna have to draw that for us and we'll put I that will. into the deck I, I, you know i have i have a picture of that somewhere probably <laughs> taken with a with a with a 35 mil yeah you know, yeah still I, with the negative i somewhere. remember those they used to be in um They'd be in bars and you'd be half pissed thinking, oh, I'm going to get a lot of these postcards. And then you get home yeah. and you think, why have I got these postcards? And then you sort of, <laughs> I actually, I'm quite a big card sender. So I actually do kind of quite like sending. He, sent, he sends me birthday cards, Christmas cards, oh, and like really? just yeah, the card I'm, for the sake of it. He's just a, nice. he's a big. I'm very loyal. My mother was like that. But I remember. Very um, lovely. 
I remember, sorry, just as a quick aside. I sent him nothing, so, but then I just like. Yeah, he's like a bastard. <laughs> well, he's all digital. He doesn't care. It's like a text and that's it. But I remember when voucher. I was at. Um, Amazon B- voucher. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I remember I was at um, BBH and uh, the. Um, I email, This is how long ago this is, right? So this is Those postcards were up and then email had started and uh, I got really sick of. Um, email for some reason quite early so i just wrote this postcard and right in the middle and really small it just said death to email and on the back you could send it to friends and um i thought it was pretty funny and actually got it into all these postcard things in bars and then the team you live in next door to me claudia and verity very good creative team they wrote the bastards they wrote these spoof letters to me going oh i really loved your idea so creative you're so clever <laughs> and they sent me about <laughs> like five or six of these things and i was going around and look guys everyone's really responding to this thing <laughs> fucking <laughs> bastards <laughs> it was just awful but it's, but it's interesting to 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 think how how far it's it's come right like and 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 how much has changed like i i I'm I'm originally a writer, so so I'm I'm a sucker for like good headlines, and and there's this one headline that I remember like going to to like coming coming out of college and going to like my first like small ad agency job in Rio, and and I would drive drive I would drive I would be in the bus on the bus uh, <laughs> past this this billboard that I would see every day that it was for like um like a, a, a life insurance company um that the line i remember to this day that it's um it's perfect for you who likes to read while driving um <laughs> and 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 it's such a smart thing to me. Nice. stuck to me i don't i don't i don't remember it's been years at this point but but it, it, that was always like and that was to me back then back then like 17 year old alex was like wow that's so cool but then Look how far we've come. That was, that yeah. was the headline, you know. And 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 and. But but I think that the thinking you go all the way through to the Oatleys and the um, exactly. the Spotify's and the the, the just simple for sure copy driven. Is so it's such a fun way to make people stop yeah. and look at a piece of at home. Yeah, um, we did. We did. Um, we did a, a song for every CMO. Yeah. Um, there was, it was not a, a not home campaign per se. Um, but it was like off of, you know, Spotify does the Spotify wrapped, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing. It's basically everybody, you know, in the end of the year, just like, all right, let me see what I, what I've been yeah. doing. And it's let quite me be dist- slightly ashamed. Quite disturbing. Yeah. The one I get, um, so we can just quickly do this. So I, I have a lot of like soul music I like and that, but there's this, real redneck comedian uh, from America I listen to all the time and it's my most listened to is a guy called Jim Gaffigan and he's just this great big nerd and uh, my kids just just despaired when they found that that was my are most you telling me? To. Are you telling me your most listened to Spotify tracks are not behind the Billboard podcast, Hugh? Is uh, that what you just said? There's a huge chasm, yeah. I thought and you then, listened to yourself back on a weekly basis yeah, just to yeah, boost our numbers. Never. Okay, what were, your, <laughs> what were your two numbers? What were the top of your two uh Piles, can you remember? Uh, well, I'm Apple Music, so I don't count. I oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Sorry. Tosser. <laughs> At the moment, it's Zach Bryan, though, who, again, is a, he's a bit of a redneck country singer from Oklahoma, so that's it's what funny, I'm listening to right what now. Listen to. What it's about weird. you, Alex? What was yours? Uh, I'm, 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 man, I'm, 
I'm a, I'm a ridiculously like unashamedly pop guy. Oh yeah, so I hear I hear a lot of like bit of Taylor, Styles. bit of Taylor Swift. Uh, oh, yeah. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I, you I, heard it I here say, first. I say that I have to be in touch with with the. Gen yeah, Zers. it's um, so that I can write ads that are suitable sure, for them, right? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, right, let's let's move on to the work because we're going to yeah, run out of time. Yeah, but, but but yeah, but sorry, but 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 just like to to, to finish the thought and like. W- Go on, go on, you know, so, so, so like the, those like nine words on, mm. on, on a piece of billboard. And then I remember like, um, like seeing, um, I think it was like HBO Voyeur. I think that HBO Voyeur kind of like unlocked something, not just to me, I think for, 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 for many people in advertising at the time, I was like, oh shit, there's, there's other opportunities out of home. Yeah. Different world out there that, yeah. that, that can be done. Um, and 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 that to me was a, a real game changer. So I remember like HBO Four as one of the not the first ones, but like but but like an older. It's been almost twenty years HBO Four. Yeah, it's been what two thousand five, I would say. Um, but yeah, so that that you know you go from from a very traditional words on a on a on a on a poster to to this kind of and it is amazing how much our industry has been pushed forward with that in mind i think it's this the, whether there's more spaces available or whether it's a um just a shift in the creative teams as well because thinking non-traditionally not being confined by the bounds of a billboard or thinking beyond the medium that we're you're initially thinking about what how can we push this how can we get column inches and pr and and people involved in it and immersed in it is is interesting that's a that's a good thing you know i always you know i'm working on a a job trying to think well what will the press release say that's sticky you know what's 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 going to be like the thing that isn't just like every other thing out there um right so listen alex we're going to talk about the work now um we've picked four campaigns of yours um all absolute belters um, the first will be Arno Mixers. Then we're going to talk about McEnroe versus McEnroe for Michelob. Uh, Mike's Lemonade or Mike's Hard Lemonade, I need to say. Mike's Hard Disclaimer, because yep. this is lemonade with vodka in kids. Um, yes. And I love that campaign. So it's at lemonade ads that appeared in beer ads, which is just a brilliant idea. It just makes me so excited thinking about that. And then we're going to close on Budweiser. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in depth, hopefully. Fantastic use of Out of Home. I think you and Dan were just doing a little chat about it earlier. Um, and obviously, I'll need to talk to both of you about it because, uh, you know, full disclaimer, Dan was involved. And well, John I'll get was. to get interviewed by you finally. Yeah. What a fucking <laughs> it's only horrible taken thought. 58 episodes. It comes full, sir. So, um, um, Alex, we're going to, I want to ask you, we're going to talk about Arno Mixers. So, th- this campaign um, on your website is it's called Ugly Parents, Beautiful Kids, the perfect mix, no matter the ingredients. So, it's very, very funny. Uh, for our listeners who um, may not have seen this campaign, could you describe it for us and just give us a bit of background? It's such it's such a ridiculous campaign. I was still <laughs> I was still back in Brazil. Um, I was in Sao Paulo at the time at, at um, Publicis in, in, in Sao Paulo, and and it's this campaign for Arno. Arno, um, I don't know if people know what Arno. Arno is kind of like a a like a kitchen brand, cuisine art, exactly yeah, like yeah. a kitchen brand type of thing. And they had like this mixer that is not quite a blender, but it was a mixer. And they and they wanted to show that to say that it was a super powerful. Like a handheld blender. Handheld mixer, exactly. 
and they went on a show and they want to say it was like super powerful that it was almost like as good as a blender and et cetera and et cetera. Um, so, so, so the campaign itself, uh, like I said, it's called ugly parents, beautiful kids. And it's one of those, what I think it's so ridiculous and, and, and so funny about that. It's, it's, it's based on a true insight. You know, we, we kind of all know somebody, you know, who's like, wait, is that your kid? That kid is so pretty. <laughs> you know, he must've got his mother's eyes or the, yeah. <laughs> He looks. Exactly. He looks so much like his mother, not you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's what it is. It was like the, the campaign was just like pictures of parents that were, you know, not the the, the norm of beautiful. Maybe and, uh, visually and- visually challenged. <laughs> what was it? But yeah, like, like parents, parents that, that were not, they were not, you know, what mm. what society and the fashion world would call would call them beautiful in in ads, you know that that not your not your traditional models that would be exactly in an ad exactly for, yeah. with kids that are just gorgeous and yeah. and the line was uh, the perfect mix no matter the ingredients. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we had like a few examples. It was like a poster campaign for 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 Arno back in the day, twenty twelve. If I'm it's not very, wrong. And, I mean, I, I, what I love about it, it's um, yeah, you know, they could have gone on about the power and the speed and all that, but you got this brilliant, you know, strategic thought. You know, no matter what you got there, we're gonna, it's going to turn out great. And I, but I love the execution. It's so surprising. Did you do, um more edgy ones with the others or is this as far as they would let you go you know because it has a nice balance because if it, if you go too you know being too mean it becomes like caricature and silly i think you just you've just kept them on that side of reality yeah I, I think that the idea itself was, was already ridiculous that you don't you don't have to force it yeah you know? and and just like finding those you didn't need the extreme versions uh, you don't you don't yeah. have you don't, you don't need to do that you know so no. so and did it win that, awards that, that, at um the shows or? it got it it was it was my very first uh lion and Ken. it was a bronze Ooh, wow. fantastic uh i was so happy that's so good, <laughs> so good when you that feeling of it the first you know though, what? Right? You get the, it's like a drug. Oh yeah. No, you got you got the bronze. That's Alex. Yeah, if you, you leave the bronze. bronze out in the sunshine, they turn gold. So you're fine. <laughs> right, right. That's right. why I done of all mine. <laughs> they have some identity crisis. They're they're lions. You know, at the office we have some 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 lions hang, hanging around, and then and the gold ones start to be to look like bronze. The the silver start to get black. I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> um, um. So just while you you were. They were publicists in Sao Paulo. Publicists in Sao Paulo. And were you working as part of a team? Was it, did yeah, you have yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a creative partner? My, 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 team, my team partner, uh, Rod Rodrigo uh, Panucci, he's at um, uh, Wonderman Thompson today here in New York. We're both in New York. We've been, we've been partners for, for years, like on and off, um, in Brazil and, 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 and in New York. Before I, before I came to MCD, we were, we were partners at um, publicists here in Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo uh, here in New York. With uh, Andy Bird, was Andy there? Andy Bird. We, we talked about him uh, when you were Mr. in London. Bird. No, I know. How, and how, he, him and he, love Hugh, Hugh and Birdie are, are, are big friends. They had a they had a good chat when Man United played Newcastle yeah, in the, he, uh, um, the cup yeah. final recently. I just can't understand Andy, but it's not me. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Um, um, well, no, I, I remember when Andy when Andy arrived at at Publicis and 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 I had like left Brazil a couple of years earlier, so. I was like, oh shit, 
I can't understand my CCO. It's, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> and the first week he came to talk to the whole agency and, uh, and he said that the first thing that he noticed is that nobody understands him. And I was so happy with him. Oh. I was like, well, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I knew Andy from... Um, God, even before I got into BBH, because before that I was trying to do a campaign with a, my partner at the time and Andy was this brilliant typographer, mate of ours, we kind of knew. And so I've known literally my entire career, I've known Birdie and we've gone through many uh, phases, but they kind of stay the same and he slags me off because I'm a Manchester United fan. He's a Geordie. Uh, he rightly accuses me of being an armchair guy. I just sit in my armchair and I never go to the games. Although they did, uh, this is the best irony. I went to the cup final where United beat his team, Newcastle, and he was so fucking angry. Well, he flew um, over for it, didn't he? Yeah. He flew over from New and, York to, oh, really? to the cup final. And then he yeah. said, if I see you, if I see you, Todd, I'm going to fucking kill you. And stuff like that, you know, <laughs> that that kind of level of um, you know friendship. And then he he said, actually said, as Dan, why the fuck has Dan not been in touch? He's fucking dead to me. So Dan, I suggest you get. Oh, we better on call him. Maybe an invite him out tonight for him. a pint, Alex. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Love yeah, well, I'm not loving. Oh, I love Andy. Yeah, you know? oh, no well, joke. I was supposed to be here before, and I'd. Uh... I, I he's, um, bounced him off he, and said I'm not coming. <laughs> he's a great he's a he's a great man and he's a great talent and um yeah, you know, we ridiculously talented. Yeah, ridiculously so, uh, talented. I, I, I knew I knew his work uh, you know, before knowing him. Um um like fuck the poor is just like so iconic. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. about home if you think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we um talked about that. It was so it was so iconic uh, at the time that to me it was like we had to do two because oh, yeah. when we had him on, we did like two parts. We did half kind of BBH, Levi's, and all the kind of when Birdie's more like typographer, art director. And then we did a sort of second phase, which was when Birdie was, you know, creative directing Publicist London. And that. so we had a really good session with Andy. That was, um, that was, we should do him again, actually. Yeah, really, actually, really to, to the new listeners, they should go back and listen to both of those. But we're going to, we're going to push on and focus on your work. So having moved from Sao Paulo, you came, Straight up here to New York with your uh, straight, with your creative partner. To New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was at publicist Sao Paulo, um, and then I moved to publicist New York. I was here for all um, for. You did a very nice campaign. Sorry, Jen. Um, we we're not we can't include it because you uh, very strictly said it wasn't out of home, but a very sweet campaign for Cadillac, uh, which we liked about you know style is nothing without control, um, which I thought was really cool. We might include that anyway on the feed just because it was cool. Um, and that's, I imagine, that's where you knew Birdie mostly during your time in New York, publicist, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at, I'm at Andy here in New York. So I had I had just arrived um, like the year before, and then he was still at, at uh, in, 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 in London yeah. when, when, when we won Cadillac and, 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 and he came to become uh, CCO in New York mm. uh, with a piece of business. I, 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 I weirdly didn't touch Cadillac that much i i helped a little bit on the pitch and 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 like punctual one thing or two uh afterward but afterwards but but the work was just like beautiful and then when did you move over here to fcb 2020 in the middle of the, in the middle of in the middle of covid in the middle of covid i started i started um from home I started from home. It was so weird. It was so weird. I knew uh, Gabriel, Gabriel Schmidt, who was uh, our CCO, he, mm-hmm. he, who just left to to be global CCO at Gray. Um, 
But yeah, so I knew Gabriel um, from before, and 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 we, we had a conversation, like an early conversation. I said, "Listen, I think that there's an opportunity here, like a, a position here for you that I think it might be interesting. Let's talk a little bit more." Great, let's talk a little more. The world is going to go home for quote unquote two weeks, <laughs> and 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 we'll keep talking for sure. And then you know that happened, uh, um, and I started from. Sorry, what happened? I don't remember. What was that? Uh, was yeah, that, that was a little thing. There's a little thing like, that everybody stayed yeah. home for a while. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, That's- but yeah, so I started. I started at FCB from home, and it was not until like after a year in or something that that I started like meeting people. Face to face. Yeah. So, so you know weird. what's quite funny about this is because the campaign we are going to talk about is uh, real McEnroe versus, um, you know, um, virtual John Virtual McEnroe. And you, you are experiencing a virtual time there. Maybe that kind of embedded somehow in your brain or your creative team's brain because this is, um, this is a phenomenal piece of work. Um, I've I've been looking at it over the weekend and more today, and I keep looking at it and I can't fucking work out how you did it. Um, so you don't need to go into the whole tech spec stuff, but I, I, I suppose three questions about this, which you can answer um, as long take as long as you want. But you know, h- how did the campaign come about? Had the idea? Um, what were the technical challenges, and what was it like? Meeting John Mac, yeah. Don't worry about the technical thing because I don't know shit about tech. But yeah. just yeah, you can make it up. It. We're gonna need a couple more, a couple more episodes to talk <laughs> yeah. about the technical but challenges. That, and then, <laughs> well, maybe just tell us like how you came up with the idea and what was what was it like to meet John McEnroe? Because that would be the thing I think we'll be listening is be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the the idea itself, it's the starting point. It's it's it was something. Um, Again, it's like a true insight. People always talk about who is better, you know, LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan. You know, there's always those those conversations. And and going back to what Michael Boltra has been doing, uh, that, I always say, like, going back to it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Um, the thought was, like, uh, who would be better, you know, Serena from today or Serena from 2020? Who would be better? Not only, like, Jordan versus yeah. LeBron, but, like, would – 98 Jordan be better beat 93 Jordan you know how would those guys work you know and 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 I always go back to like back to the future you know and 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 John himself said that I was like I feel like I'm in and back to the future while 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 he's doing that uh, but but the idea came out of that because like and then going back to it's only worth it if you enjoy it John had well, he was number one in the world for he, he up to this day he ha- he holds the best record of uh, a tennis player in one season like percentage wise i think oh what win percentage uh it was something like 82 to something right okay i don't remember exactly the numbers but like the 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 percentage of uh, of uh wins that he had in one season up to this day he holds that title and and but John was was this you know grumpy guy. He was yeah. so fiery. But he that, did that not complex enjoy point between genius and crazy. Exactly. And but but and it's funny because when when you think about, it, I was like, well, what 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 is a brand that talks about enjoyment want to do with the guy who clearly didn't enjoy himself? And that to us was quite 
the reason why we wanted to do with John because he was the right guy for 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 this. It couldn't be just like anyone else. It had to be John McEnroe because and and going back to what I was saying earlier, like John himself says, uh, we, we we had a whole like interview with him and, and 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 he says, I was winning pretty much everything. Why am I not feeling amazing? Mm. Um, and like back in it was we're talking about what like late seventies, early. He was active like from late seventies to even like early nineties, but like to late seventies, early eighties, you don't really talk. You didn't really talk about mental mental health. health yeah, that was just like something. But it's been the same in so many sports. You think about Maradona, Argentina. Oh, you think about George Best. You think about Ronnie O'Sullivan and snooker, which not as big here, but um, you have those kind of the those athletes that are top of their game. Exactly. And they seem to be in self-destruct. Because because it's the, the winning at all cost mentality. That's, yeah. that's yeah. What, what John was talking about. That's what McEnroe vs. McEnroe is all about. It's about you know showing that it's important to enjoy it. It's important that, that winning at all cost mentality is taking a toll. Um, obviously, in, 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 in pro athletes, it's but but on your everyday life, that, that type of mentality so you know, is, is did, harmful. Did you... I love this because it's a kind of, it's sort of a conversation which isn't just, you know, exclusive to creative department. It's like pubs and bars and restaurants all over countries, all over the world. Like, you know, for me, it would be like Ronaldo, young Ronaldo versus Ronaldo now, probably not Ronaldo in the Saudi Arabian League, but, you know, it's a kind of classic <laughs> sports debate. So you're kicking it around and then to some, who, one of you or bunch of you have probably gone well let's fucking do it did you know is that like this is it was this what we're going to take to Michelob this idea you know and then was that the die was it the set then you know but that's that that's that's what it takes uh, I think that there, those types of ideas need a lot of people to really want to do it because it's very easy to kill it mm. you know it's oh we can't do it oh it's too hard oh the tech doesn't doesn't exist you know so so i always uh, when people ask like if there's like one thing that that i always take from 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 that project is like choose the right partners uh, and that goes from like within the agency to vendors when you go to a production company when you go like to your clients you know and and you need everybody to be really wanting for it to happen and the clients are amazing uh ricardo uh marcus who's uh vp of marketing of, of michael Boltra, he he bought it like instantly and he was so excited about it and we're like how are we going to do this like, i don't know but but we're going to yeah. figure it out yeah, um yeah. um yeah. um and and but he was so excited about it because it made sense it was it was like taking his brand um and the whole team you know the, the, the think thinking like it's about like taking the brand and, and, and making content like real content with it it's like McEnroe vs McEnroe became a show it was mm -hmm. a one hour piece on ESPN but, but, but like other brands bought ads in, in an ad. <laughs> a Michael Boltra ad yeah. if you think about it you yeah. know so so that's what it became like to, it was so, so tell us how you know it's um, it's brilliant. I, I love the setup. But then, how did you? Am I right in thinking that McEnroe, the, the McEnroe of today, went into you built a um, you know an installation, and then he was hitting a ball against 
I mean, I'm being thick here, like a, f a wall of fog, and the fog was programmed to reply as if the younger. What? How? Tell us about that a bit. <laughs> it was. It was a. So th that was, you need that to was, lift the curtain on a little bit of the tech that, for Hugh because it's gonna. Was, we've spoken about this before, so I kind of know. But but th but that was the, the the biggest challenge because you can't just. How do you have a screen? to project the young McEnroe's that the ball can go through. That was the biggest, how, how do you do that? You know, um, um, and not only that, how do you, how do you throw the ball back? Uh, at the right pace. At yeah. the right pace. You yeah. can't just like put somebody on the other side, turn off the lights. Like, oh, you're going to be playing against this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that. You know, you, you got you, yeah. to be. You know what? That's not a bad idea. I bet someone along the process went, you know, fuck it. Just have that guy. Just knock it back. Let's get it's Nadal. Like, Let's just get Nadal back bet, there. It's yeah. not Macro versus Macro. It's Macro versus <laughs> that guy yeah. in the dark. Really, <laughs> you know? That's the cheap version. That's not his PN. That's like Channel 5 in England <laughs> okay go on tell me then <laughs> tell, tell us Alex but how yeah, did so, it do so the way that happens so the, the fog screen and there were like a bunch of iterations um, that that you know throughout the process um, you know so so many so many talented people worked on it and and in a few of the ways that they brought in one was like having a, a um, like a water um, water projection, like a water a projection on water. Yeah, um, but that would make like the ball get wet, and then the whole uh, uh, single use would, balls yeah. only. How, how does well, and that would like when you're talking about like precision sports, that thing changes slightly the trajectory of the ball that changes the game, and yeah. then that doesn't really work. So they, they got to the point where the fog screen was was the, the the solution and it worked really well but for that to happen is that meant that we needed to have full control of the environment so we needed a fully closed space where it can just like that's why we did in in, in a closed space and not like at arthur ash yeah for example. We, we couldn't just like we, we couldn't have wind so so the the the, the projection could stay uh, so, so the fog screen could stay still and, and the projection could be there so john could see you know, the other player could see him younger self. Um, uh, so the way that it did, so the, the projection would, 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 would be perfect for John's point of view. So we had uh, people like real people, um, like fans watching live while it happened. Um, we had to like make it a show. So we had to like cut it and, 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 and fit it into, into a one hour segment that we had on ESPN, but like it happened live. Uh, and, and that's why we, we only had people behind him uh, on the stand. If you see, to see the so they could see the player. It had to, yeah. to, for you to be able to see it, you have to be behind him, which helped because like, and it's kind of a classic T yeah. Classic yeah. TV angle, isn't it? Exactly. So, so it helped because of that. But that's why we didn't have like the full stadium. The full stadium, yeah. you know, because if you're you like sideways, you don't see it. Yeah. Um, and behind the 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 fog screen, there were four um, like robotic arms. Now, everything is like uh, 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 powered by 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 data and 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 Unreal Engine. So Unreal Engine would control those robots so the the craziest thing and that and that was the trickiest that was the trickiest part um from all of the tricky parts like you had to make the robots um so the the other side it's crazy now and i'm geeking out here but like the other side of the court would be like divided in x amount of quadrants so depending on which quadrant that the ball is going to hit the robot would go back there and then we analyze like every single match 
in John's career, it's like over a thousand. And you see, so then you have to train the AI to respond how McEnroe would respond. Exactly. So it, the AI would find the right type of like a play that McEnroe would do from that angle. It's like, oh, there was something that he would hit here 63% of times, you'd hit this. And is it also understanding where uh, current day McEnroe is on the court at the other end so that it would respond? So oh, if, he's, yeah. if he's there, he's going to push it's it. Real time, it's real time day. That's where it's coming from. So, and, and it needed to, so it, it needed, to, and not only like that, but not only just hit a ball, but the way that to the win ball, the point, but no, 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 but, but also like the style, is it a slice? Is yeah. Okay. A, you know, um, so, so it needed, it has a style on itself. Um, in addition to that, it needed to perfectly synchronize with the projection. So because McEnroe was, he can't see the, the, the robots behind the screen. So he, he, he could only see, but from, from his point of view, he saw he sees the darkness the and the we rest had, of the court UV, and the other McEnroe. Exactly. Wow. We, we had like UV painted uh, court. So he would see the rest of the court. Uh, he would see the, the, the other player, which, and you know, what's, what's the craziest thing after, a minute or two, your brain just like forgets that that thing. That it's a projection. Is a projection. Yeah. You just see another player over there. Yeah. And and he would just see the other player. So if the player, let's say the 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 the, the avatar would swing the racket and the ball doesn't come, that would throw out John's game. It was like or or vice versa. Or if the ball came before the thing, and 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 that's and, and that that takes us to the next question that you were, that you were saying that uh, what was it like to 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 talk to John and work with John? He by the way he was amazing, except for the one moment that the tech wasn't really working on on rehearsal day. That that, that wasn't really. Well, so well, you what, got you got access to the. John McEnroe losing his oh shit moment, God, which everyone wants to so witness God. first time. I got scolded from John McEnroe. Oh, that's yes. Great. That's um, what you want. It wasn't the tech wasn't working. It was the, the, the exact sync wasn't right. It was like 0. 0.00 something, you know. But for someone who's highly tuned to the to a responding it's player, perfect. it's not so, perfect. So he was feeling frustrated. And until they calibrated, okay, now it's right. Yeah. Okay, great. And then he was, and then he was good. So, um... Did he shout, you cannot be serious, Alex. What the fuck are you doing with the calibration? <laughs> <laughs> He'd never said that. Uh, he never said that, it, but he changed. He really changed. He's such a chill dude. He, you know, he's still fiery, but 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 he, he learned to But that, that's kind of the persona as well, right? He... he I'm sure he does this. He he covers for on BBC when Wimbledon's on, right? And he almost plays a caricature of himself because he knows it's what the public want to see. He gets, you know, he gets worked up about something that's right. You think okay, but 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 it's okay to be fiery. Yeah, yeah of course, you cannot just but just you know be that. You know, do you know what, guys? Because I'm me and my missus. My football is my main sport, but tennis is a close second in our house, and we love. Um, we love Murray and we, love, we followed McEnroe when we were kids. I was a bit more of a Bjorg man myself, but, um, uh, you know, and then we read Andre Agassi's uh, biography. Ah, oh, my God. And it seems to be a bit like you guys touched upon earlier that it is, um, oh, it's so painful being an elite sportsman. And, you know, but if you're in a team, it's maybe less stressful and mental health, you know, anxieties. But if it's you, like a golfer, or a tennis player, it seems to be particularly difficult to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like if you do look at McElroy sure. and he's going through his stuff. So it's quite an interesting, it's a real, 
what I, I love I love hearing about this and how it uses outdoor and you know that kind of world that we're in me and Dan but it's also there's a truth because you know I work in advertising there's a real truth to this campaign which is you know it's only worth it because at the beginning of this whole meeting you I was thinking how the fuck is Michelo what McEnroe you know it might just one of those cool things and Michelo stuck their stuck their badge on it right and then you look at it and you go right. it's only worth it if you enjoy it and then I the, hearing you talk about it no wonder your client went fuck this is it because he saw didn't enjoy it did he and now he does enjoy it it's a perfect um exactly that's that's why fit. that's why uh, you know it's the, the intention that I always come back and you know, it's not just like doing um um non-conventional pieces of of uh, communication or, or 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 advertising for the sake of it yeah you no know, it, it has to it has to letter up to to the strategy it needs to deliver on the brand purpose and that's why it's so perfect for yeah. ultra it's it's brilliant it's mate. so but and, and going on. back like you said it's a piece of out, outdoor like it had to be it was a whole special build yeah, right. we 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 had to 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 bring that court going back to 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 needing full control of the environment. We had to build the court from scratch for it to actually make work. So we needed to to have people watching it live. You know, we we don't want anyone to be like, oh, this didn't happen. No, no, we wanted people there. Yeah, go watch, this witness, thing. be the audience, exactly. be the consumer. Yeah. Um. Um. And then like like the details, like the court itself was painted. Um. To, to, to mimic like the types of courts in the eighties, you know? So he was really, so to feel that he was really playing those guys. Nice. I love those little craft details as well. We talked about best okay. on, uh, on. Yeah. But like, like I said, I could, I can geek out, <laughs> but, but listen, I'm, I'm just telling the story. Like, so like I said, choose your partners, you know, if, if when we're doing those kinds of things and, and segueing into billboards almost um like it, when you're doing something that has been that's going to happen for the first time it's not that you're not planning for it but there will be moments not a matter of if it's a matter of when you will find a problem that you weren't planning for simply because yeah. it never happened before so. avoid, avoid the catastrophes is it, definitely a, it, the, exactly. the motto of that so it? so that's why i always say like choose, choose your partners because those moments will come and it's a matter of uh, you know, are you going to find partners that will be like pointing fingers or are you going to find partners like, okay, we have this. How do we fix it? How do we do it? You know, how do we make it happen? Yeah. It's like a uh, friend, friend of mine worked on, I don't know, is a planner, John Steele, very good planner. We talked, we worked on Vodafone and we talked about Honda and how they talked about difficult is exciting. And I, I like that kind of thought, you know, it's for, for some clients and like you say, if you, if you just got the wrong people, they'll just look at the floor or they'll try and get, you know, some guys on but the other if side. If it was easy, net. everyone would do it, right? That's yeah, the exactly. Thing. So I think this is a really good um, seg into uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, not just Mike's Lemonade, Mike's Hard Lemonade. And it's another campaign, which is kind of a bit of a first and a kind of bit of a a kind of like how the fuck are we going to do that um because Mike's, if i'm right in saying, the world. um yeah where you're you're in south america where everyone drinks beer um and you're trying to sell mike's hard lemonade and so to you know to sort of distill it down to its most basic thing from what i'm understanding is you you basically tried to put mike's lemonade ads into beer ads is that correct is that what you did for this campaign That's- that's exactly it, and 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 like we're we're here like with Chloe Chloe Behag. She, she's a writer for for FCB New York, 
that she also she she one of the one of the brains behind uh, Bud Billboard. Hi, Hi everyone. Um, and she and she and Chloe is also part of of Mike's in a Beer World. That it's exactly that. It's like uh, um, well, we we have the global account for for the the global Mike's account here at FCB in New York, and they had this campaign that they were they, they were basically launching. Uh, Mike's uh, in in Brazil. Mike's is it's you know super um, known in the U.S. and and can, is, is, it, is it big in in England? No, no, um, but not at all in. We've only just got hard seltzers in, yeah, in the so, UK. So, yeah. <laughs> so not at all in South America. People have no idea. And and the, and, and you're talking about hard lemonade. It, that that was something interesting because the the concept of hard lemonade or so, hard drinks and soft drinks. It doesn't really exist in Spanish or Portuguese. So calling it hard lemonade, people are just like... Yeah, and in fact, if I think back to kind of maybe 15 years ago, there was a movement for alcoholic lemonade. Mm-hmm. They had... Do you remember what it was called, Hugh? The one they launched in the UK? Two uh, Dogs? Was well, it? there was a few. There was Hooch. Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, there was... Um, but it never really took do- off. And they kind of fell into that, what we call the Alco Pops category in the uk right and the kind of young young younger drinkers were drinking them for sure kind of right right 18 right. 21s and it kind it's of i think it's kind of falling off here. a cliff really but uh, looking uh thanks for sending this uh crucial slide um alex because otherwise i mean a lot of your work is you know is category busting it's brilliant and that's what we want but also obviously we need to see the outdoor stuff or the, how it appears you know, as a billboard or in the outdoor environment, you know, the absolutely the macro thing is just staggering how well that uses the outdoor world. And I'm really pleased you sent this slide through because I'm just looking at like the second image and it, it says Bud is here. You know, it's an ad for Bud. And then really clumsily next to it, it goes, Mike's too. And there's a picture of a Mike's can. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so, so stupid. How, sorry, uh, Chloe or, or um, Alex, please tell me, how did you, did you go and fly post that stuff up? Did you get Bud to buy into it? Did you buy it and then give Bud the ad? How did you, how do you make a lemonade ad appear on a beer ad? It's so, so the thing, the thing is, uh, and I always say that this is such a fun campaign to work in, um, to work on, but, but such a pain in the ass to, to make it happen. Um, because it's, it, it all letters up to, to the strategy, right? That, that, so go, going back to like South America, people like beer consumption was it's something ridiculous, like 600% higher than any other drink. Combined, it was something like that. It's it's ridiculous, and and Mike's is like this tiny little brand, even within the ABI world, and Heiser Bush in Bath World, trying to 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 get into this market, and 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 what strategy realizes that people drank beer just because that's what people did. That's more like a cultural. Um, aspects like you go to a barbecue, you go to a party, you go to to your friends. People just like they bring beer, and then people end up drinking beer because that's all they have. Not that's necessarily what they want, you know. Especially like younger drinkers. We're not talking about oh, I'm gonna drink a Bordeaux, you know. <laughs> you know, like younger drinkers. And and what Mike's wanted to say was was like really position themselves as hey, 
it's okay if you want to drink beer. Max is very inclusive. Like the whole the whole brand ethos is, is very inclusive. It's okay. But if you don't want it, hey, we're lemonade vodka. We're sweet. We're easy to drink. We don't really try too hard. You know, so so you don't you don't have to try too hard to 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 drink a drink that you don't want to. So that's pretty much it. So we didn't go after beer drinkers we we tagged along so we we, we didn't want we were not after and that's why beer uh, uh brands accepted us to do it because they realized that we were not after their target audience we we're after the friend who's with them that is forced to drink beer that he's not buying the beer but he's going to drink the beer just because it's there but then that person can actually drink something else and still come to the party and then everybody else is is together you know so, so then for the so campaign you have to write a whole lot of custom ads depending on the alternative to beer that you're writing. Exactly, for. exactly. So, so our our media plan, in a way, was the beer media plan. So the the line was was uh, wherever beer goes, Mike's can go too, um, and that had to be translated to to Spanish and Portuguese. But uh, and and that's what it was. So it started with films like TV, uh, 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 online video. Ads. So what we would do was we 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 went to beer ads and we would put a mics in a beer ad. So you know there's a Budweiser it, because like it's like real life. If you think about it, like you go to a party, you don't see everybody drinking no. the same thing. But if you go to the ads, everybody's drinking, drinking Budweiser. The same. <laughs> you know, it's like well, let's let's make it look like real life. But so, if but if Budweiser are Buying the media, paying for production. But where did you? You must have gone in and created a partnership with them, or said, "How are we going to do this?" Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because so, they're not owned by the same. They are. They, 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 so they are. They are. Oh, they are. AB, they are AB and Bav. Oh shit! Uh, that's amazing. America. Shit! That's so amazing. That's the thing. So, wow. But, but, perfect. But that makes. The, 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 but, but the tricky part is that, um, in theory. It makes things a little easier, but not really. Like but the, I always say, the, like, brand, the brand manager for Budweiser, when you're hijacking his ad, is going. Well, mm, think about I'm paying it. for this ad. Think huh? about it. You're, you're, or even like all the late. One of the again, one of those ads that it needs a lot of people to really want to make it happen for it to happen because it's very easy to for someone along the way to say, nah, you know, like. But th- think about it. You're. you're so, sorry. So how did you? Because I remember I was at BBH and they tried to get like Lynx and Levi's to do, this is like ages ago, BBH always ahead of the curve and they, they nearly did this thing where they got Lynx, Levi's and Boddington's all in the same ad. Do you know what I mean? As a kind of like, what? What the fuck's that? Right. So this is another one of your what the fuck moments. Um, sorry to keep going back to the, to the posters particularly, but you know, Bud is here and then there's the Mike's thing there. So did you... Was that because it's really interesting because the creativity is so much in the strategy and the positioning, you know, that it's, you know, it, that's what's so clever about it. But then there must have been a really difficult conversation at some point where someone went, what? You know, and then they bought the idea because there's a third of that ad is Budweiser and then there's a Mike's and there's a thing called BBC Cotinian. Yeah, There's it's a, a uh, Bogota Beer Company. So not, did not you, the BBC they used. No. <laughs> so who, how did you broker that deal? Because that's the thing I'm most interested in. So so um, we had so like like I said we have we have um, Mike's Global right. So so we had to go to the individual markets uh, and talk to the local brands. So we'd have to go to Colombia. We'd have to go to Brazil. We'd have to go to Peru, Argentina, and and so on, and talk to those brands. Like hi. 
We have hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> we have this idea that we think that it's going to be good for everybody. So we we actually needed to show these guys that one, we're not after beer drinkers. Um that the buzz that the campaign would gain would be beneficial for everybody. And it was. In the end of the day, uh Mike's helped sell beer in addition to obviously us but it also helped sell beer that was like uh there's a number of something like the 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 return for the 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 ad spend that beer had uh with the campaign was something like 56 higher than the usual, <laughs> really? the return that they get for 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 the ads it was really hard to, to get the first The first one to do it was that the, the, took a lot of convincing, even within ABI. So that's 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 what I say that you know have, you got to have clients, you got to have a company that that really believes in, in those types of ideas. And it's one of the campaigns that only ABI could do. But then th there was not one formula um, uh, um, answering uh, your question. There was not one way of doing this. So like in Colombia, we would get um, they would give 20% of the billboard for us, for example, and somewhere else would have a, a, a like a bus stop that, listen, we already have a bus stop. How do we do that? Or maybe we'd just like add like a sticker to it. Hey, we're here too. As if it looks like it's been gorilla. Kind of like that. Or, or, or we would literally buy media next to it. Yeah. Um, um, and have like the campaigns run back to back. The films themselves were like this. We, we would put mics within the beer commercials and we would shoot our ads from their ads right okay like from a different point of view nice and we would run the commercials back to back so you would have like the bud ad that would run then right after nice ads. that's really I'm nice this budweiser ad did you uh that's that's fascinating so did you so did you commission the same director or did you have a, your own director because it's like a different point of view of the same ad right exactly no we we, we would follow beer uh productions So whenever, um, like, uh, 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 like a, a beer brand would go on air or go into production in one of our country, in one of these countries, one of these markets that we're going to, we would like follow them and have to like to work with them. Like, Hey, how do we put one mics here? That's not going to be a problem for you. How, how do we find it? Then we have like a second unit that would go in and literally during the breaks, shoot our ads, you know, like super. That's super fucking like great. Like, Makes me think I, about, um, it's not the same, but the subversion of a break, like the Tide ad, you know, oh, it's Tide ad. You know, the kind of, that's the sort of shit that just, just stays in, well, it stays in my brain. The minute I read about this, when I think I saw it on your website or Dan was telling me, it's just mind boggling. So I'm looking at this screen now and you've even, for our listeners, you've got like uh, packets of beer, in supermarkets then with like a Mike's lemonade sticker on. And then there's actually a, a sort of gift pack of some brown beer. And then there's Mike's next to it. I'm presuming you'd kind of did a reverse gag there where you had the, the Mike stuff and then you put a beer in it as a kind of you joke. Put beer in it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would, oh, we good. would, we would, um, th there were like, like the, sometimes we're like really grilled. They really tape a Mike's to a 12 pack of beer. So it'd be like a special, Buy, yeah, buy six get one free um, get buy six get one free yeah, exactly mics. exactly yeah. and the free one would be mics you know like special packaging and, and that's like if you think about it it's like encouraging sampling for for like new markets to try this thing that you're not used to it's a new product you know but it feels quite it, it feels oh, i feel like i know mike's hard lemonade because i've seen work over the years from tractor and people like that it's cool it's a little bit punk it's a little bit challenger so this kind of 
behavior is very hardwired to that brand. It feels natural. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're Mike's. We're just going to like tag along with the six beers. You know, it, I love it. It sort of has that infectious um, quality. Shit, we could talk about this for hours. Um, it's it's not trying too hard. I think that the 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 the, the platform for Mike's globally, it's uh, uh, no yada yada. Just literally, we, we we don't. There's no there's no yada yada to it, you know. It's, it's, like, hey, it's a, just a great fun campaign and sub, fun. subverting your own outdoor ads. And that stuff is just yeah. is is good. Um, listen, we are we're we're definitely pushing up in time though. So yeah, we're um, moving on, and we want to focus on on the big one, the most recent one. This billboard is yours to take. This billboard is yours to take. So Budweiser. first of all. First of all, give us the background to this idea. Where did it come from? Where was the? We're going to we're going to talk to Chloe as well. Chloe's here, as we said. Chloe, um, can you tell the story. You know, the, yeah, let's do that. The Brit Award. I don't know if if, if everybody knows then about the story. Sure. Um, well, as we know, the Brit Awards kind of came with this earth shattering news that they were going to make a gender neutral category for best new artist. When previously it was. Best new female artist, best new male artist. They thought, why don't we collapse this into one to be more inclusive to everybody? In theory, it was a great idea. It was super inclusive, but it totally backfired because all the nominees were men. And great, right? Like, well done, guys. <laughs> the sentiment was so good behind it, and it's just too bad because that's kind of what happens if we don't make space for women. If we don't make space for non-binary people, they're overlooked and they don't get the chance. So Budweiser has a global book brand platform called greatness is yours to take meaning success should be yours. If you have, you know, the gusto and the willpower to take it. So Budweiser saw this as an opportunity, you know, we need to make space for these people that didn't get space. So what happened was we looked at every billboard, but already had in London and we found one that was perfectly centered on the weekend of the bit of the Brit awards. Um, in all the chaos, all of the parties where all these music producers, all these agents were staying in all these hotels and we're going to make a stage for these people for that weekend when, you know, the Brit Awards didn't give them a stage themselves. So, sounds pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> but but then, then, then it's what this guy comes, comes in because that goes back to, I don't know, an hour ago and I was like, Hi, hi, Dan. Nice to meet you. We have this idea. We want to turn a billboard into a stage. The 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 funniest thing about that is that um, I remember getting an email from Pim, who's by the way, he's stayed silent in this room for for all the time we've been recording. Um, and uh, it was a kind of four line email or something. Hey, nice to meet you. Love the podcast. Um, and uh, we've got this crazy idea. Have you got time to talk to us? And I replied back, yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks for the kudos and all that. Um, and I said, I'm actually in New York next week if you want to meet up face to face. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. Right. And I was in your office. I met you guys and I met the, met Lex and Jay. Um, and, you know, this is the idea. Is that possible? How, 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 that, that's what I always say, that, that the moment of how the hell do we do that? Yeah. You know, and, 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 and again, choose your partners you know like you're the when, when, when talking to grand visual the answer was not was never if we can do it but how can we do it you know let's, how do how do we make this happen first of all to chloe's point earlier 
the location of the billboard. You know, it, 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 where where can it be? Where 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 where's the right place? Where what's the right billboard to find? What's the right location? What's the one that is going to be closer to to that's actually going to be relevant? Because you can just like put this. And we played with the idea of like different locations. Could could we use a billboard at the O2 Arena itself? You know, but then would it make the right impact? Because uh, uh, we wouldn't be able to be where music producers and and and, and anyone who's who's actually anyone in the industry who'd, who'd be able to see the these uh, women and up and up and coming talent. So it's not just. You know, we didn't put Lizzo up on that billboard. No, they were unsigned talent. Exactly, yeah. exactly. T- talent that that you know, extremely, extremely talented, but but that didn't really have their big breaks yet. And where do we put it? And 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 having this partnership, of like finding the right place of like, okay, this is the right area to put it. Um, attracting the right eyes of the industry. You know, giving a stage like the day before. Um, the Brit Awards, and then streaming it at the Brit Awards. was the next day. Yeah, like literally just... putting putting the women uh, that at the stage where they they've been denied. Where they denied yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 having a chance to to, to and ask there, so to the right quick people. question yeah, go on, here, go on. Quick question on my side because I haven't obviously been involved, but I did come down. Do you remember? And I met you, Alex, um, and we had that photo down behind the billboard, but. What I'm interested in as well is, so Budweiser, we're going to do something anyway. Is that right? And then you heard the news that they hadn't shortlisted any women. Is that right? And then you acted. So that must have been a well, hell of a, well, regardless, it was a hell of a ride because you must have gone from the minute you short, saw the shortlist going, well, where the fuck are the women? And then you go, right, you went we're going to make our own stage. That must have been really quick and stressful, right? To try and make that happen. Right. Exactly. But like what Chloe said earlier, like it's it's the brand platform, right? It's greatness is yours to take is Budweiser's global platform. So so the, the brand it, itself, yeah. exactly. So the brand itself, you know, the, 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 the billboard was, was one of the examples, but the, the brand itself has a whole platform of giving a global stage to to up and coming talent, you know, to 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 you know to to talents that that it's not necessarily had their big breaks or to have that chance, you know, it's it's a really tough industry out there, and 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 Budweiser championing greatness for those who are bold enough to take it. That's why I think that Billboard is so right for for this idea. It's not just. Like, hey, we're gonna get up there. No, no, no. Like you said, like you said up front, it, it's not like we just went to a, a park and took a pavilion and said, mm-hmm. "Here's a stage," you know, "Here's and create an event." Right. To do it on a billboard somewhere highly visible, somewhere that's the the public can see, is that's boldness. How long exactly. Backed by such a big brand, yeah, it's already getting eyes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How long did it I remember, take? Oh, sorry, Chloe, go on, you. Go on. Oh, sorry. I was just saying. I remember when the news broke. It was like a Saturday and Lex called me. He's like, we have news and we read the headlines and we're like, I think this is it. We have to do something. Budweiser has to do something. Yeah. Especially because like Alex said, they champion underrepresented and undiscovered talent, but they've, they've been doing stuff in the music space forever. It was such a natural moment for them. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'll tell you what's quite interesting because what I love about this is the audaciousness and the, the will to make it happen. Because you could have gone... Okay, let's run an ad, a press ad on the day, 
going, hey, no shortlist, but go to this link and see some upcoming artists. You know, you could have done that or you could have done a press right. release, but you went, fuck it. No, no, we're going to go and get a billboard. We're going to go and get uh, Dan Dawson and those lovely guys at Grand Visual. And I mean, but it is joking aside, it's phenomenal how quickly and it, you look at it and you just go it's so well put together and it's such a great idea because you go i mean dan and i are always talking about you know great uses of outdoor and what's new and different and i've never seen you know a billboard used as a stage to break talent let alone then by subverting a big award like that on itself is a great idea you know billboard as a stage to launch a you know because it lends itself it's like a glastonbury stage i mean but then you go no no but then you did it and i think that's what gives it the total edge is that you did it because the brits didn't and i think that's why it's exactly it's we money. gave a stage to women when the british award show in europe didn't uh they were very talkative about it that we're going to create a a, a a gender neutral category which is awesome but then they only nominate man. Like, <laughs> how, how neutral is that? Is that category? You know. Um, so so we, we. It's a yeah. joke. So I mean, like, I, mean, saying, I mean, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a it's so farcical. I mean, it's it's an endless debate, isn't it? The sort of shooting themselves. Obviously. In the for for listeners, we're going to put the uh, the images from uh, of all of your campaigns, including this one, on the feed. But I think we'll also put up the the video for this one because yeah. it's super powerful to to explain the entire story and, and to hear some of the music and and it worked. Yeah, like we got. I don't know if people know this, but like one of the one of the artists that was bold enough to get up on that stage. Her name is Michelle. Her her stage name. Um, she got signed. She got she got oh. a single produced by Cobalt. Like Cobalt, those guys do the weekend. They do yeah. Paul McCartney. And 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 they they, they signed her. someone. They, they got a single with, with her, you know. She was on Abbey Road the other day. It's like ridiculous, <laughs> you know, and, and so, so she was she went from like busking. Yeah, she's used to I remember yeah, on the night she, she's telling she me she busking. performs in the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Performing out on the street like around the world. She she would she would go to like different places outside of, of Britain. Um she went to Paris and that kind of stuff around the world. <laughs> but, but but she was a busker to like to get on a stage and then and then all of a sudden she's like in the studio recording uh with, with Cobalt. So so it's pretty awesome. You know, all all of that talent like had results for individually it's funny isn't it because like if that um if that shitty thing hadn't happened in a way a good thing's come out of it right you know what i mean like so you've you've made this thing through you know through your the brand your your client and everything but it's turned out good for certain there's goodness that have come out of this stupid mistake by the brits you know and and those are those artists are making money as well, right? Because they you you also curated a playlist of all of their exactly. tracks, um, and all of those plays they get the royalty checks from Spotify and Apple Music, and exactly. And and and, and, and like I said, it's not it's not a one, it's, it's not a one off. You know, there's a whole platform that Budweiser yeah does to champion uh, raising artists around the world. So so this is just a, 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 like a really really impactful and really. Uh, a bold idea that letters up to the strategy that letters up to what the brand positioning is. It's not for why is Budweiser doing no, no, because it makes sense to what the brand stands for. Yeah. That's great. Brilliant. Th thanks. Uh, so, um, 
It's a great piece of work, but it's brilliantly um, explained. I hope your can entry film is as clear as that, and you should be winning a lot of lines with that. So, uh, fingers <laughs> it's, crossed. It's, so it's shortlisted this week for one show, right? We've got... We got, yes, uh, shortlisted this week for the one show uh, and Danny D. And DNA D. So those are DNA both D. good indicators right. for the summer, hopefully. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So we uh, are going to finish, uh, Alex, with your favorite. If I don't know, because I know, I don't know how much you're prepared for this, but uh, we always ask our guests what their favorite. That's the billboard. moment that we figure out. That's the moment that we figure out that I didn't prepare at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, we're doing a I'm good joking. job of it. Um, we can, yeah, we can you, ask you both, actually. We can ask you both for your favorite ever billboard campaign of all time. It can be from any decade. It can be this your most memorable. Ooh. Any brand, any any time. Back. I have to go back. Just to me, um, HBO Voyeur. Um, yeah. Not not just for for what it was, but specific, like particularly to me, like, the inspiration that it gave it you to do other things. Inspirational yeah. to be like, oh, so it it just opened a whole new door and be like, oh wow, that's there's a lot that can be done out in the world. It's interesting because like brands think about think a lot about how to advertise on the metaverse and that kind of stuff sure sure in the virtual world but there's a whole world out there that there's a real world that people are in yeah world, you know some might say um that that there's so much opportunity to be impactful and really make a difference you know i think that that's what in the end of the day the the thing that i love the most about our industry especially you know at home advertising is is the the chance to make a dent in culture, yeah. Chloe and Chloe. Sure, I actually have an answer for this, and it's recent work by Minute Maid. Did anyone see this? It is the Minute Maid does orange shoes. Yeah, and they have a hollowed out build. Oh yeah. Did you oh see this? yeah. The sunshine. Stuff? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It's a, really nice special build. It's uh, such it's, a great special it's build. VML Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong. I believe it is. Can you yeah. um, share that with us, guys? Yeah, for sure. Both. Um, really good. I love really that. Really good. And not to parallel it to the Budweiser billboard, but this billboard is smart because it's giving a moment for the sun to shine through at that right moment. Yeah. I feel like Budweiser found their right moment. Yeah. And at FCB, we we want our biggest work done by the biggest brands because it's we're kind of capitalizing on a moment in culture that's not going to happen again. Yeah. Um and I think the best brands do the best work at the best time. And that's what we did. So just going full circle to your four, five, six scoring mechanic. Exactly. One of the great things, and we talk about this quite a lot on the on the pod, um, that the outdoor and outdoor advertising is great at is that sense of relevancy. What's happening right now, and whether that's the sun shining through the billboard right. or a culturally relevant moment to an audience that the Brit Awards. Um, Doing advertising in the real world at, at a relevant point resonates with audiences and they share it, whether that's socially or, or, or in conversation. And it makes something more memorable and it kind of pricks that part of the brain that goes, I remember that Budweiser did something with music and next time at a concert, I'm going to be drinking Budweiser. You know, it's that, right. it's that stuff happens, neuroscience. Um, and that all starts from being relevant in an outdoor ad. And so in your four, five, six, that, that sense of relevancy is definitely an indicator for how, how well a campaign should do. You need to be provocative. Yeah. You, need, you cannot just be invisible. You know, um, um, there's so much going on out there. And then how, how do you, how do you break the noise? 
Yeah. You know, and, and, and to me, it's always like with impactful campaigns that are, that, that have an intention. That's not just like crazy for the sake of being crazy. That's, um, that's great. That's I think great. That's a lovely perfect. tip. Yeah. Because we all, we always end on a tip and I think those are good. I mean, not being invisible just has to be at the beginning of every creative's pad, isn't it? You know, but you, you're surprised what you see, but listen, um, I just from my side, me and John, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody at FCB, you guys in the room there. It's been awesome hearing this. Um, really, really great work, guys, and just can't wait to share it with um, you know, our listeners on our platform. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, and good luck for the awards this week, next weekend for the thank, summer as well. For, you know, thanks for having us, guys, and and hope we can we can meet again and can. Yeah. We'll be we'll be sipping rose. Oh god. Hopefully. With some metal around us. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Wow. What do you think? Great. Great, great. Did it work? Great. Did the yeah. tech work? Did you you just had a slight delay yeah. a couple of times, did you? Yeah, and I I don't know if you noticed, I was putting my hand up, but you just sort of blanked me the whole time. I just felt like a bit of a prick, to be honest, waving. Oh, I just thought you needed the toilet. I was like, just <laughs> go, man. Actually, and also you were holding the microphone and sort of you kept sort of half looking at me which was reassuring but then you sort of more you kept leaning your body to Alex oh so Alex Alex was was sat on my left and Chloe was sat opposite so um oh it's great that Chloe thing bringing her in and getting like a more of a team vibe I mean we don't have too many voices because it kind of throws it but that was for that campaign actually you know I remember sitting on calls with them at at silly o'clock um yeah, there were there were a number of people involved in it from the FCB side, and you know, there's you know, big shout to Pim, who is the who's the producer on the on the FCB side for all of his hard work and working with us and the team. But across the board, there's Lex and Jay, who are who are a phenomenal creative team who who worked very closely with us, mm. um, and all the way up, you know, to the to the to the very top. There's lots of eyes on this campaign, as yeah, a, as, yeah. a, as as you would imagine for such a big big client as AB and Bev. So it's amazing to do. Um, you know, creatives rarely get the chance to do great creative ideas on great big clients. You know, quite often they're on sort of smaller stuff. You know, charity stuff stuff you can get away. So to do it on the brand like Budweiser is. Uh-huh. That's really Phenomenal. important for 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 award season as well. As mm. we look forward into what's going to happen this summer, um, you know, do your best creative work on your biggest accounts. Yeah. So, you know, that's you know, that's very very that's hard. But I think I think that the onus, not the onus, but it's always Alex talked about it to be in the right team. You know, not just to get a client to buy into this really audacious idea, which it was. But then also to surround yourself and your client with the people who have the same vision rather than a, oh, I'm not sure if we can do that, like a kind of give it to me. I mean, idea. look at all the great work that um, that was happening with Burger King with you know a very dynamic CMO. You, the, yeah. you have someone who who believes in the power of creativity and and is investing in that all around the world. You're what you're now seeing from from. Anheuser Busch is is exactly that a, a marketing team who are believing in the power of creativity. And if you think about Michelob Ultra and the and McEnroe yeah, versus McEnroe, which is just absolutely mopped Again, up at the yeah. at the one show last week, yeah. and and the stuff like this, the you know the the stage is yours to take. They are obviously investing in creativity across the board, across their brands, yeah, to yeah. make sure that that 
um, they they are seen to be doing stuff that's out of the ordinary. Yeah, and we, they are. You just made me think we should do um, um, a Burger King special. We should try and get that guy on. Yeah, Fernando, that would be brilliant. Anyway, look, we've rabbited on. Um, thank you, thank you for coming. We're not coming back. You're still over there. Hey, when you a, come back, it's nearly beer o'clock for you. It's still breakfast time for me. So yeah, me and John are going to duck off. Um, yeah, you enjoy your breakfast, and uh, I'll see you when you get back. I'll see ya. Bye.